broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Midtown Business Radio. What is up, everyone? It is CW. Thank you for checking out the Midtown Business Radio show. It is the third Tuesday, and that means we've got the Atlanta Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce with us in the studio. Emma Folks and her colleague Bruce Logue came by. They introduced us to Dillard Jones, the concierge guy. You know, having a personal assistant isn't just for the rich and famous anymore. Dillard and his team at the concierge guy provide the concept of the personal assistant without the 24-7 commitment for all of your home, events, and overall lifestyle management needs. Clients are able to hand over their to-do list to the team at the concierge guide, no matter the errand, shopping, walking a dog, picking up the dry cleaning, waiting on the cable guide to arrive. They can coordinate or manage the move that you're getting ready to make or plan a special event or even weddings. They like to say, leave it to Dillard and consider it done. Daniel Dunlop and his team at Dunlop Productions have years of experience in the industry and countless events, large and small, they have successfully produced. Dunlop Productions promises to captivate audiences, engage the senses, and move people to action. The company was born out of the recognition that edge and excellence in production should never be compromised, and Daniel's team delivers video, audio, and live entertainment at a world-class level. Daniel and his team are all about creating memorable experiences, and he shares a few of the cool events that he and his team have put together over time. And we also had a chance to talk with Vicki Irwin. She's the supplier diversity manager at Georgia Power Company. Vicki and her team of five in the supplier diversity and development team take their job very seriously in helping Georgia Power to fulfill its goal to be a great corporate citizen, fostering economic development among the small businesses around the communities they serve. This includes placing focus on disadvantaged business enterprises, linking up with them to this includes working with disadvantaged business enterprises wherever possible to help foster growth among that community. In fact, the company is hoping to engage disadvantaged business enterprises for as much as 20% of their total procurement for the coming year, if not more. Did you know that Georgia Power Company is the first electric company in the United States to formally put together a diversity program to help foster growth and development among disadvantaged business enterprises in the communities they serve? Vicki shared some great information on why it makes good sense to get certified as a disadvantaged business enterprise so that you can buy to provide services for these procurement needs set aside by companies like the Georgia Power Company. Georgia Power has become a proud sponsor of the Atlanta Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce, and I'm sure we'll be having folks from the company stop by and talk about different ways that they are interacting with the AGLCC community as we continue our monthly series with the AGLCC going forward. Stick around. We've got the full interview with Emma Folks, Bruce Logue, Dillard Jones, Vicki Irwin, and Dan Dunlop coming up next. Good morning, everyone. It is C.W. Hall, your host here on the Midtown Business Radio Show. Thanks for making us a part of your day again today. Happy to have with us in the studio, Emma Folks, Bruce Loeb. Good morning. Good morning. Going to be doing a series every month now with the Atlanta Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce. Really excited about that and introducing folks to uh, members and folks that we hope to be members of the, of the chamber going forward and uh, get to have some time to talk about what they're all about in the business community. So I'm pleased to have you here. 
we're pleased to be here. Absolutely, yes. And so every third Tuesday of the month, we'll have folks from the AGLCC joining us in the studio and talking about all things business within that community. And Emma, since I had you here in the studio last time, looks like there was a name change at the company. Yes, there's definitely been a name change. Um, I recruited um, my partner, Charles Steele, into the business back in 2005 when I was at another company as a manager. And he and I have been working together for almost the last 10 to 11 years. And we decided that this would be a great time to merge our two practices together. So Commonwealth is no more. Singular Financial is no more. And we are now known as Folk Steel Wealth Management. And we like it because it gives us the opportunity, you know, two heads are better than one. So as we're preparing people's financial plans, I at least have someone right there with me that can look it over before I present it in front of a client and vice versa. Are there particular facets of someone's financial planning and their wealth management that you focus on? Um, in terms of retirement only or what, what, what all do you get into when, oh. with their planning? Well, we're comprehensive, so we deep dive. So we do everything from insurance needs, long-term care, disability, uh, life insurance. If it's a business owner, we look at business overhead um, insurance to take care of the business in the event that something happens to you so you don't have to sell and so your people don't leave you. You can still afford to pay them. We take a look at retirement planning, tax planning, estate planning, which is not only for the wealthy, but for everyone, making sure you have your wills, your trusts, powers of attorneys in place. And unfortunately, you know, this year alone, we've realized the the importance of those documents. So we take a look at everything from your asset allocation, your age, to the investment mix that you have. Does it still make sense? You know, are you five years away from retirement and you're still investing like a millennial? Um, you know, can you afford to take another hit if the market crashes? So those are the things that that we that we focus on. Any information about who you typically work with from a demographic perspective? Any particular range of, of either wealth that you get into? Who, um, it's, a range, it's a range of wealth and it's also groups of people. So a lot of times it's the disenfranchised. So when I say disenfranchised, I mean people that a lot of other firms typically turn their noses away at. So we work with a lot of women. We work with a lot of small business owners and we work with a lot of minorities. And of course, we work with the LGBT community. So people that are usually shunned or not taken seriously, that's who we take serious. From an asset management standpoint, we typically work with people who have around 250,000 movable. Bruce, introduce folks to the Corbell Group at Keller Williams. We are a team of real estate experts. Real estate geeks is a is a better term for it, but we use a unique combination of technology, creative and effective marketing, and tailored customer service to help our clients buy, sell, and invest in real estate. We take a team approach that enables us to better serve our clients. We want to want to give them like a, the boutique style real estate purchasing experience, but we have the powerhouse of Keller Williams backing us up so that we can really produce world-class results for our clients and help them make wise decisions. Now, are there particular areas of town or types of homes that you tend to focus on? Um, I do focus on the residential. My area of expertise, I call it the Windy Hill Corridor, which is pretty much from Midtown up through 75, both sides of the highway, all the way up through Cherokee County. Okay. You know, it's a little bit of an abstract, but uh, any type of range at all, any any home size or or price in that in that area is going to be good for you. Much, abs- yeah, yeah. I I don't I don't work with a lot of distressed properties. The the homes that uh, uh, I help my clients buy and sell are are premium properties. You know, they're they're pretty much move in ready. Uh, they're not uh, distressed or you know. Um, 
I am working with a couple investors right now, but uh, but primarily when somebody contacts me, they're they're looking to buy a home that they can move into right away, or uh, when they're listing the home, um, they need to meet some criteria uh, to make sure that the the my when I put my brand on it for the sale of the property, that it is a a, a good looking property, so that the agents in the future when they see my sign, they can refer to their clients and say, look, this is a great property. So my eye tells me that business is good in real estate. I see lots and lots of construction going on, new, new homes. And geez, I can't get over how many apartment complexes are going in and townhome complexes. Absolutely. The uh, uh, National Association of Realtors has identified Atlanta as going to be the number five city for real estate transactions in 2016. We had been in a situation, you know, when the when the market tanked a while ago, that uh, people just, you know, new new construction wasn't being done. Right. Uh, so that new construction really is the catalyst for people wanting to to sell their home and move into something else. Uh, and there weren't uh, that many builders around, so uh, they're finally coming back um, and uh, uh, starting those new complexes. And as we see new construction, that's going to stimulate people to you know, list their existing houses and it's it's just going to be a boon to the industry. And it seems like prices are somewhat recovered, if not fully recovered from where they were a few years ago. That's correct. Yes. Uh, they should be uh, just about, it depends on the on the area of town. Uh, some areas of town are, are just exploding. Uh, if you're, you know, the, the Brookhaven area is, mm-hmm. is just phenomenal. And uh, I think the last uh, I saw on the statistics that the average number of days on the market was 14, um, wow. which is incredible. Good for you. Good you, know, for you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and I'm working with clients right now. And, and, and one of the things that we're experiencing is just, you know, when we go to find the, the property, I mean, I, I had an experience last week where uh, the property was listed at noon. We, I got the alert uh, saying that new property has come up and met the needs of my client. Talked to my client, was trying to work out a time for them to go by and see it. So I called the listing agent at 4.30 that afternoon to, to arrange it, and they already had multiple offers. So. <laughs> well, that, that, that's, that's a good place to be operating yeah, in, absolutely. I suppose. Yes. Well, we've got some great guests here. You want to introduce us to uh, the folks that are joining you all in the studio? Sure. We have uh, Dillard Jones, the concierge guy. Uh, we have Dan Dunlop from Dunlop Productions. And we also have from Georgia Power... Uh, Vicki Irwin. Uh, we're going to start off with uh, uh, Dillard Jones, uh, the current concierge guy. Um, so, Dillard, tell us a little bit about your business. Well, thank you for having me. It's a uh, thrill to be here amongst such good company. Glad to be part of the conversation. A um, little bit about my business is about five years ago, after being in the events and hospitality industry for over 15 years, from um, a premier caterer in town to event management at Zoo Atlanta, and then I did a little bit of event design, I decided to start the concept of a hotel concierge, a luxury condominium concierge uh, service, but in a more customized, personalized way to busy individuals, busy families, professionals, just people on the go who are just juggling their calendars, juggling their schedules, um, burning the candles at both ends. These days, people just can't squeeze enough things in their day, their lives, and uh, manage their busy schedules. So I started the concierge guy as a way to give people their time back. 
And uh, that includes everything from walking their dog, um, planning their wedding, um, hosting their party, um, providing staffing for events, um, running their errands, doing their shopping, um, waiting on the plumber, (laughs) coordinating the move. I do home editing. I do closet therapy. Just about anything on your to-do list, um, you can leave it to Dillard, as I say, and consider it done. See, we could have used you. Uh, I think I had mentioned earlier that we were uh, I was at a wedding uh, yeah. last weekend oh, yeah. and it's those last minute things that you forget about. And I just kept thinking, man, if there was somebody here that could help, because I don't want to go to the store another time. Uh-huh. You don't want to say uh-huh. no, but it's you know, you're trying to get ready and they need things. And yeah. is that something that your your company can help out with? Absolutely. I can do the full range of uh, wedding planning. Or what I prefer to call it as a wedding concierge. Some people don't need a full-fledged wedding planner, but they need somebody to manage the details before, during, and I always emphasize after the wedding day is over, there are going to be things that pop up inevitably that um, are going to be unexpected from doing the returns of uh, the tuxes, managing some logistics for guests who are still out of town. Um, I had one client a few years ago who had a wedding at Piedmont Park. And the day of her wedding, um, hours before, and we're kind of planning, doing everything at Piedmont Park, she um, needed deodorant. <laughs> of all things, she forgot her deodorant. <laughs> and uh, I ran to run and get deodorant, of course. <laughs> so a little <laughs> bit of everything. Uh, just I, I consider myself a wedding concierge. Some people need those last-minute details done. Cool, cool. Here's, a, here's something that is like burning in my mind. So I know you do concierge services for for lots of people. What's mm-hmm. the weirdest thing? Like, has any, anyone ever asked you, hey, can you help me break up like with my partner or spouse or, <laughs> or anything like that? Have you ever gotten a weird request like that? <laughs> people, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> and I hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> Um, people always ask me, I think they think, um, providing some salacious, uh, uh, services. I don't, I guess my services aren't as, uh, salacious as a traditional concierge you might find at a hotel. And I always provide, uh, top notch, uh, confidentiality. And that's always mentioned in my contracts and on the website. I might name a few examples today, but I will not mention names. Um, haven't had to break up any uh, relationships. However, I did have a uh, client a few years ago, it's kind of similar, where uh, it was a married couple and they the husband had an ex-wife and they also had a child together who was about 12 years old and they needed me to basically be the liaison to pick up their 12-year-old <laughs> child because the exes couldn't get along. I can understand So that. I had to be the pick up the child um, and they told me, do not engage with her. Just be there to pick up the child. It's not, not something I would normally do, <laughs> but they were regular clients of mine already. So I pulled up my sleeves and I did it. I think I did that maybe twice where I just met the child in the parking lot. It was very, but I, luckily I knew the kid. It wasn't like some weird guy in the parking lot picking up some strange 12 year old boy. Well, Dillard, um, I, you mentioned that you do home editing and closet uh-huh. therapy, and that uh, sounds like something that I could probably use. Uh-huh. Uh, tell us a little bit about you know what you mean by that. Uh, I provide home editing, as I say, and closet therapy. Um, once I get people's uh, lives organized, their uh, to-do list organized, then I create some organization in their immediate space. And that could be uh, in their guest room, their basement, garage where they just need things decluttered, purged, get rid of it. 
And that can be physically and emotionally challenging for folks. So that's where they bring their personal concierge into uh, their home to get things done on their behalf. I start things doing it in tandem with them so that we have a rapport together as to what's important, how they want to get rid of things, if they just want to trash things, um, take it to donation. I've helped people with yard sales, help people sell things on Craigslist, basically editing, getting rid of things, purging things, and allowing them to have their space back. Are you doing it by yourself or do you have a team that comes in? Because as I'm thinking about my house and spring cleaning and I, you know, my wife and I, we stand and we look at this room and we think, oh, and then we walk away from it. So, Uh, you know, it's a more, yeah, it's very overwhelming. (laughs) And I feel like it's more than a one person job. So do you come in with a team of people for things like this? How does that work? A lot of times it is me. I would say 50 to 75% of the time, the tasks are done by Dillard at this point still, but I do have a team of other concierge guys and other concierge gals that help me out. If a job requires more than one concierge, Um, There'll be a team of us helping to accomplish the task, whether it's running the errands, um, doing the home editing, doing the closet therapy, or during the wedding concierge services. I have a team of concierge. And and also, if I can't be two places at once, um, I can be one place accomplishing a task, and I can have another concierge on the other side of town accomplishing uh, some other tasks for a client. So how how would it work if I'm at home? And and usually, I start a lot of projects on the, um, you know, on the weekends, I I have great intentions. Mm-hmm. And as I get into the project, I realize I have absolutely zero patience mm-hmm. for anything, uh, you mm-hmm. know, anything at all. So do I just go on my phone? Do you have an app? Like, how do I reach out to you? And how do right, I set right, this right, up right. if I'm like in the midst of my uh-huh. decluttering and I uh-huh. create more clutter? Right, like, right, how right. do I, how do, how do you rescue me? Well, at first I do a consultation and that's always complimentary. I'll come to your home or come to your office and we'll do a consultation to figure out what you need to get accomplished in your day-to-day lives that you need to cross off your to-do list and uh, pass that to-do list on to me and delegate it to me. Um, we'll do that consultation. And after that, um, we'll just kind of strategize a plan and it can be, uh, I can be uh, kind of um, on call basically. When you have something done, you text me, you call me, you email me. I do um, have plans to develop an app by the end of this year. So that'll be an extra tool for clients to use and have at their fingertips an extra resource to get uh, in contact with their concierge and uh, continue to cross that off that to-do list for them. Awesome. Well, Dillard, you and I met through uh, one of our Business builder lunches, uh, mm-hmm, absolutely. You do networking. Um, uh, how do you find uh, the uh, networking opportunities with the AGLCC? Have they been helpful uh, oh, to helping you grow your business? Absolutely. I couldn't uh, build my brand and build my business without networking. That's uh, probably the w- number one tool that I have and resource that I have to building my business and building uh, the concierge brand. I've met a lot of great folks, made a lot of great relationships. In fact. At the last uh, AGLCC event uh, that I attended a couple weeks ago at Henry's in Midtown, I met the fine folks at uh, from the Four Seasons in Midtown, and they were great. They invited me out to lunch just last Thursday, and since then, they've uh, decided to add the concierge guy as part of their preferred vendor list to help with their events and their weddings and um, add to their um, level of service that they provide. Awesome. So I was really excited about that. that, that Just relationships great. that I've built with the AGLCC have gone a long way. Great. Well, what do you like best about the AGLCC? 
Uh, again, the relationships and the versatile and unique opportunities they provide for networking, um, whether it's educational, mingling socially, and uh, meeting people all over Metro Atlanta from Alpharetta to Midtown um, and uh, everywhere in between. Awesome. awesome. Well, thank you, Dylan. You're welcome. Thanks for having me again. Pleasure to have you. I'm curious, how many do you have on your staff there to to be able to handle? Because that was one of my first thoughts is mm-hmm. that's got to be challenging given yeah. how wide a range of the services mm-hmm. that you're getting down into. Yeah. When I first started my business five years ago, I really <laughs> naively thought I could do it all. <laughs> and it didn't take me long for me to realize I couldn't. And it wouldn't be fair for me or my clients to think that I could uh, do this all on my own. So I do have a staff of people that I rely on. I can reach out to depending on the job that needs to be accomplished, the task that needs to be checked off a client's to-do list. I just reach out to other reliable, trustworthy concierge and I schedule them accordingly and send them on the way and cross off to-do lists all over Atlanta. Now, are you using uh, some sort of a application, if you will, to kind of track all of that, sort of like a project management type of software or anything? How do you keep track of everybody? Yeah, I just kind of keep things at my fingertips and (laughs) put it in my computer. And um, again, the app is really what I'm excited about, too, for clients to keep track of things by the end of this year, the Concierge Guy app. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what's the relationship like? Is it just like a monthly subscription, if you will, a provided um, I'm signing up for services on mm-hmm. a monthly basis. Folks, um, clients can either do by the task, as I call it, or by request, where they might want to just do one task they want to cross off their list and maybe just get acquainted and familiar with the concierge guy services. Um, otherwise, they can make a commitment with a purchase of 10 hours and get one hour complimentary or uh, purchase 20 hours of concierge services and get three hours complimentary. And that way, I'm on retainer And they just reach out to me via text, email, phone call. um, And then um, we just kind of keep track of their concierge that way. And um, if they want to then renew those hours of 10 or 20, then they continue on and on and on and on and on. Most of my clients are repeat business. They are once I get them for one task and they realize they can trust me with one thing, they realize the benefits of having a personal concierge in their life. And um, the value that that brings. That's yeah, I can awesome. Imagine. I can yeah, definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's thing not I... just for the rich and famous anymore. <laughs> yeah, with the way you you can customize it like that, down to simple, small, even items that mm-hmm. that could help somebody's mm-hmm. need to, like you say, meet the plumber or whatever the yeah. case may be. Like that. That's I, very useful. I do a lot of holiday tasks during Christmas season, where I'll even decorate their house inside and out, um, break down the Christmas tree, break down the decorations after the holidays people would rather not do those sort of things on their own so well, i heard come also, january or february even i'm breaking down the christmas tree yeah i heard that you also <laughs> offer uh, corporate incentives and how yeah. does that work with a you know i'm a small business owner and and we cater to a lot of small business owners so how do you help um, a business owner retain their employees or increase their customer satisfaction mm-hmm. levels? How does that happen? That's a service that I'm trying to expand upon and get the word out more a little bit, uh, providing concierge services, a corporate incentive, so to speak, to small and medium-sized companies, just as they would provide health insurance, vacation, 401k. Uh, how about providing your staff and employees of small and medium-sized companies 
concierge services so that people can be productive at the office rather than spending their free time, their lunch break, their weekends, getting things done that they'd rather just pass on to their personal concierge. That's just an extra benefit that companies can provide corporate incentive. I like that. Yeah, and Dillard, I also know that you do provide uh, gift certificates. Mm -hmm. So your services are a great gift. Yes. Uh, Um, I provide gift certificates in five-hour increments, and it makes a great gift for uh, wedding gifts, uh, new mommy and new daddies, just because, um, somebody buying a new home, um, somebody recovering in the hospital. I've done that recently where a client um, passed on a gift certificate to a client who was recovering in the hospital. And you do pet care, correct? I do. I do. Um, this week, in fact, I'm feeding a turtle. Um, <laughs> next week, I'm feeding uh, some fish. Can you I've feed fed chickens? chickens. It's usually dogs or cats, but uh, it's uh, the chicken over in the Druid Hills neighborhood was an, is an unusual one. That's what I had to do last uh-huh. week was feed chickens. Uh-huh. And I was thinking there should be somebody who can do this. <laughs> Not me. Do this. Yeah, I do provide pet services, whether it's just walking the dog when you need me to on a regular schedule or at random. Uh, mostly that's in town Atlanta, that particular service. Okay. The other services I kind of can expand upon throughout Metro Atlanta. Okay. But pet care is primarily uh, in town. Okay. Can that's you give an idea of what some of those types of errands, if I need you to meet the plumber or mm-hmm. one of those types mm-hmm. of things, can you give an idea of what something like that would cost? So the folks out there going, oh, there's no way I can't afford it. It sounds like to me that that you've actually got it such that mm-hmm. just about anybody could use the service. My rates are very reasonable. Um, and again, sometimes I can uh, get a lot of tasks done, a lot of errands done, whether it's doing the returns, doing the shopping, picking up, uh, you know, any kind of item at the store, doing your grocery shopping. I can kind of get a lot of tasks done in one hour where you might take two or three hours where you're doing it on the weekend when there's a lot more traffic. And I'm doing it on the weekday. Um, my rates are reasonable, and they start at $45 per hour for just the general errands and general concierge services. And then um, I do add a little bit extra rates on after 5 p.m. and on weekends. Well, that's that. That actually is when you when you think about a working executive, for example, a business person that would have to go to the house. I live in Mableton, for example. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's it's an almost in a you know it's at least a 30 minute ride from Mm -hmm. here to there. So we're Mm -hmm. talking an hour of trip time to go there and back, not to mention how much time I have to spend there. So it Mm -hmm. actually could end up being less expensive to use that service versus me being out of work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In fact, I have a new client that I just started with last week and tomorrow um, I'm taking her car to be serviced while she's at work. Mm -hmm. That's huge. That's just something you don't want to spend your time doing, taking your car to be serviced. It's sort of a waiting service that I provide, waiting. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, taking your car to be serviced. Yeah, on some level, you can actually use that time for your own business while you're waiting. Exactly. She's trying to be productive at work, and she'd rather not be uh, um, bogged down by the minutia that gets in our way of being successful. I I call it the, I'm your personal assistant without the 24-7 commitment. I like that. (laughs) Well, I'm interested to learn about your production services, Dan. Um, Talk a little bit about your company. Thank you. It's also great to be here today, too, just to join with this conversation. And Dillard, I'm going to put you on staff like today. <laughs> Synergy. Synergy. That's what I was Dillard and consider it done. I, uh, I had my own company for the last three years. Uh, I've been in the business for about 35 years prior to that, but um, just in various forms. But uh, Dunlop Productions, basically, we um, 
we stage and uh, execute corporate events, national sales conferences, uh, corporate meetings, and all the content and things that go into those, video production, graphic design, scenic development, all the things that go into showbiz for companies. Uh, that's what we do uh, nearly every day. You know, we, we the chamber hosts an annual dinner. And before I became president, I was absolutely clueless as to all of the work that happens before an event, during an event, and after an event. Um, can you tell us a little bit about, you know, like let's say one of the... Um, the, the biggest shows you've ever done or something like that? Like what what all goes into to putting this event together? And how long in advance should you start planning for these yeah. events? Well, it really depends on the size and the scope of that project. You know, some of the my larger shows um, are ever bit of a year uh, in the making. Um, I'm thinking about one that I produced a couple years back in L.A. at the Nokia Theater. And um, this was a, a direct selling company, uh, mostly in the Pacific Rim area. And they had you had to qualify even to get into inside the, the venue of the Nokia Theater. So they had 6,000 people inside the the, arena, the uh, event, the theater, and 6,000 in big jumbotrons in the street. And uh, all I know is it was just, it was a crazy, crazy three or four days, but uh, lots, lots going on. So you've got, you've got the planning stage. So really a lot of times it starts with the theme and, and they, they have, they have a, an idea of the theme. And then, and really what distinguishes us from like an AV company is, that you know, the AV is just a portion. It's a commodity. It's the sound, lighting, audio, but it's what you do with all that—the creative engine part of it. And so we took that theme and we developed all these ways to execute on that theme and to be creative with it. Uh, in this particular case, um, there was one that was—they uh, were launching this new, brand new product, and they knew it was going to be a hit. They just didn't know how to launch it with the, with the audience and that kind of thing. And I recall spending you know hours with them um and shaping that whole launch thing and when we did it was so powerful that they not only sold everything they had there on site but they were bringing semis overnight and i always look at that as like oh, okay we had a little hand in that and uh so it's fun to it's fun to really build on the vision of companies to help them execute you know what they want to see happen and and I see it oftentimes. I'm not just helping them to to create you know stronger bottom line profitability, but I'm helping them to to create community and to um, connect their people um, and to inspire and motivate and empower people. And so I see it as really uh, a privilege that I have every time that I'm you know in that producer role, assisting that company with their vision because they know what they do and they do really well at that. They just don't know how always how to translate that to the live large audience. And that, that that brings up a, a great thing. What does a producer do? Because the term producer, you know, you see it on, you know, rec well, they don't have records anymore, but recording, <laughs> you know, on a CD, you see producer on television shows, you see producer, executive producer at other venues, you see producer. So what does a producer do? Well, think of it like um, an, an orchestrator, you know, uh, of all the parts of a symphony. You know, you've got your brass, your woodwinds, you've got your percussion, you know, all the things so producer brings all of those elements together and is orchestrating for one one uh, achievable moment. So in this case, um, we're, we're bringing the creative solutions together. We're also bringing the AV technology. And a lot of times, you know, companies want to be on the cutting edge. What can we do differently that someone, someone else is not doing? You know, and so maybe a, in a segment of that show, we'll stream live a new section. And uh, those who couldn't come to the show, uh, you know, have a code and they and they come into it by... Uh, by live streaming, or it's scenic, or it's uh, it's an it's a entertainment element that brings home the theme. So it's all these little pieces 
that all come together and and I get to stand there on the podium and kind of bring it together. I don't sit in a big chair uh, and say you you you. I'm my sleeves are rolled up a lot like Dylan, and uh, we're working hard. But uh, it's so it's bringing all those elements, and that's when I'm in my my prime. I love that area. Well, we can hear the passion that you have for for what you do. How did you land in? This uh, this industry in, in, in production, you know, yeah, yeah. Well, for a number of years, um, I was uh, in uh, the church world, and so I was uh, director of fine arts, and I had the privilege of kind of um, growing in those years, and and ended up some pretty large churches. And when you get to that level, it's kind of a new show every six days, mm-hmm. so you have to be creative, you have to be quick, and you have to have a lot of be have the ability to have a lot of plates spinning at the same time because you're always working on one, but six are right behind it. And, and so, um, I, I love those years, but you know, there came a point where I was ready to just, um, you know, kind of expand, uh, my networking and that, and that sandbox. And it was an easy transference into the corporate world. And, and so I joined a production company, uh, in the Cincinnati area. And within months I was, uh, directing some of their larger, larger, uh, clients and their shows uh, doing shows all over the world in Paris and Hong Kong. And I had some great, great opportunities to just travel the world and do my thing. Um, and, uh, after a while I realized, you know, I think I can do this on my own. And, uh, and so I did. And so it was a big step the, f- the first, first year, but, um, but, uh, thankfully, um, you know, hard work and good effort paid off. Your, your production company will work. You do business around the country, around the world right now? Absolutely. Or, yeah. Okay. I have but networking partners all over the world. Awesome. Awesome. But as well as the U.S., yeah. You're centered here in Atlanta. Yes. An, an interesting story. I came to Atlanta because I kept coming to Atlanta for, with, with my corporate shows. In fact, I've got a corporate show happening at the Marriott right now, um, and I was able to escape for a few moments for that. But uh, So I came here a lot with companies coming here, which they love Atlanta, by the way. So uh, kudos to Atlanta. And I, I'm now a, a resident of Atlanta, and I, I, love, I love this city. Uh, instantly, I did. But um, yeah, so we'll work um, really nationally. And so we have you know networking partners all over the U.S., and do you do do you produce shows in Las Vegas also? I heard a, a slight rumor. Yeah, um, I do. Um, one of my staff members is uh, a Las Vegas resident. He's uh, he does a lot of work at the Hard Rock, okay, um, and in that venue. And so he is my uh, technical director. So uh, any large project, he gets involved. So he's able to take appointments for me, and uh, has we have a presence there in Las Vegas uh, as well as Atlanta. Nice, nice. And how did you become involved with the chamber? Ah, so uh, it's funny. I, I kind of came at it from a different way, but um, I was um, looking into the to reaching out to a, a corporate corporation here in town, and I uh, realized, ah, I have an opportunity to uh, be a part of a uh, diverse vendor, and uh, that's when I looked into, um, ah, well, my status would allow me to register with the National uh, Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce, and so I got to know them, and I uh, became certified through a very it was a, a lengthy process, but uh, a very organized process, I would say, from there, from that standpoint. In that process, I realized, wait a second, I need to be involved more on the local level. So uh, it was when I reached out to the uh, the lo- our local chamber, and uh, uh, so I think those two go hand in hand. So it's a privilege to be part of that. Good deal. I know we've seen you at the luncheons, and you know we appreciate having you around at our at our various events. Love it. Yes, thank awesome. you. Awesome. Um, who have you had uh, the opportunity to work with? You know, give, this is an opportunity to name drop. Drop some you. names. Yeah. Drop some names. <laughs> can you? Oh, drop they always love it. Yeah, I, I can. I just can't tell you what I did with them. But, uh, <laughs> That's uh, a different show. Yeah, it is a different show. Uh, no, I, I mean, um, I've worked with with some really large companies like Macy's and doing their corporate stuff and IBM. And Nationwide Insurance, and uh, there's a company called LexisNexis that's a law review. So I've done a lot of their work. 
And uh, a, a company that's very near and dear to my heart is called Sopata Designs, and they're a direct selling company, uh, women owned in the Kansas City area. And I have done their national conferences for a number of years, and I'm almost kind of a in-house producer for them. It's kind of a nice love affair between the two of us. But so I do a lot of that, and then also do, you know, stuff that's not so sexy either. You know, like I'll do um, uh, some uh, medical companies where I'm doing their procedure videos for breast examinations and. Those are some crazy work and, uh, and a software company. So I've got a software company that's doing a show here in town right now. And uh, I've done a lot of work for them. So it just doesn't matter. It, it's, it's, you know, architects and whomever. So um, it's uh, I, what I love about it is very diverse. So it, I get to, you know, be coordinating a fashion show one day and doing a breast exam technology uh, show the next day. So it's kind of <laughs> crazy, right? So, yeah. nice, do you, do nice. you ever have the uh, opportunity to, to uh, rub elbows with any celebrities? Have... Absolutely. Yeah, that's always fun and interesting at the same time. One of my favorites was Gladys Knight, and uh, Gladys Lover, she just puts on an amazing show. Um, she didn't take the elevator that she should have and took, no, she should have taken the stairs, but she chose to take the freight elevator, so she was late on her entrance. Mm-hmm. But uh, beyond that, I, and I great, that's the side of this hair, my side of the head is gray <laughs> because of that. But uh, great lady, and uh, loved her. Uh, worked with Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I'm trying to think, there's, there's uh, many, many of along the way. And by the most part, they're, they're really good people, but they just have idiosyncrasies like we all do. So you have to, you have to learn to put up with that. <laughs> so is there anything new that's coming up that you want the listeners to know about Dunlop Productions? Well, um, you know, we we not only produce, but we also um, create. And we have an entertainment, you know, entertainment is part of our um, offering as well. And uh, so the last 16 months, as I've been in Atlanta, I've been kind of surveying the music scene. And, uh, you know, Nashville has its country, but, you know, Atlanta has its soul. And uh, and so we've been looking together to put together um, kind of a premium, um, top-notch, adult, urban, contemporary R&B group. And uh, that band is launching here in about uh, 30 to 45 days. We've been in rehearsal since, since, since January. And uh, so I've been plucking musicians from all over to put together instrumentals and vocals for a group. And it's called the GNS band, the GNS. It stands for Grown and Sexy. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, so this group is gonna be uh, entertaining um, a lot of corporate audiences that come to town. So we don't have to get in a tour bus and go away, but they'll, there's so much work coming to town that we're gonna be capitalizing on that. And we're, and now back to a chamber, uh, as, as, as uh, Dillard pointed out, um, you know, just my networking there at the chamber, um, partner we will be partnering with with uh, one of the uh, hotel uh, hotel guys uh, the group sales guys in uh, Buckhead and maybe doing a premiere of the band at one of the hotels nice. and 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 I'm going to bring be bringing in uh, meeting planners so it kind of is a win for them and a win for us too so that's the power of our of our uh, our group AGLCC mm-hmm. and uh, I love it mm-hmm. when a client comes to you and they want you to plan and produce an event how much of the creative are you able to do do they typically come with this is what we want it to look like uh, and they have all that or do they ask you this is what we're you mentioned a product launch for example um, this is what we're doing and can you help us tell the story visually I mean how much of that do you produce for them do you know come up with a creative look and all yeah, of that yeah everyone's a little bit different some people come in with um, great ideas and some just like I know what I do but I don't know how to how to show this um, so I would say most because I listen a lot, and that gives you an ability to have a have a voice after you've listened. So um, I do tend to hear them out as much as I can. But it's a relationship thing, and so it's very organic how it all unfolds. So I do, I would say, in the end, I really do get to speak into a lot of that, uh, and we have a lot of, uh, and and you know, when I 
have a number of ideas that I a lot, and they don't always fly the first time. You know, I mean, uh, we're trying to do a for a company right now. They're doing an incentive trip to an exotic place, and I'm I think I'm on pitch number five of ideas of how we can roll this out. So it's not like oh, that's great, but it has to match what they're doing. But uh, by most in part, they they listen and we work on it together because they want the best thing too, and they realize they're not always the experts. Now you talked about streaming at a at an event. Yeah. Was that video that you were streaming? I guess that someone could. Yeah. Log in and actually watch. Yeah, event. that's coming up in the summer. Uh, we got a fashion show this summer in July, and a lot of the reps, you know, there's like 15,000 that won't be at the show. Um, and so, but yeah, they can all experience like the the new line, if you will. Uh, and so they'll be, they'll give, be given a code. And for that, for that 20 minutes of our general session will be streamed and uh, we'll, we'll go uh, live for everyone who can't be there too. So it's a way that corporations are bringing, you know, the, these conferences to their constituents as well as those who come. And do you provide the videography service or do you, as part of your production services, you're contacting those types of resources in the community to pull them in and be that part? Well, it's a lot of, it's all part of our crew. So we're very turnkey um, in that respect. So our cameras are there, all the gear is there. Um, I did a show with the same client last year and the, one of the owners was uh, expecting and she was like, you know, nine months plus. And she really wanted to be there, but she couldn't. But we just satellited her in, split the screen. So we had one CEO, her, her counterpart, on stage, and the other end, they both had matching backgrounds, and it was flawless. It's like everyone's – so, yeah, you can do a lot of things that just kind of bring it all together. But, um, yeah, the technology is all there. You know, it's funny. Uh, you were talking about the product launch. I recently watched the movie uh, Steve Jobs, the, uh, the one that recently came out. And when they were launching the, the new Mac – the 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 one where it really just you know took off when he was wearing the black turtleneck and that phase of his life right um i i had said something to julie my my wife actually is a, a production uh manager at turner so oh, she, you, you see the billboard with uh anderson cooper on it she probably produced the shoot um so i had a chance to kind of see both getting to be up behind the set, for example, on a number of things to just, as Emma was saying earlier, just how much goes into it to make it appear. And that's what I turned to her and say, can you imagine producing that event to, to, because obviously visually and just experientially being there, you could see we were experiencing it through the television screen, but it was amazing. So it'd be very rewarding. I would imagine to have a hand in not only just producing it, but being the person that created the look and feel of what, how they're telling that story. Yeah. Yeah. And storytelling is a great word because storytelling is a lot of what we do. I've, this company is in here right now. Um, they're a software company and they're not glamorous. They're a B2B software company. I can't even tell you what their product line is. It's just this stuff way in the stratosphere of how they, how businesses connect to each other, but <laughs> they, they've really gone through a transformation and they want to say, they want to tell this audience, you know, where they've come from, but yet it's not that, you know, not that sexy. So I said, all right, let's do this. Let's, uh, Atlanta is celebrating their 20th year of the Olympics this year. Uh, the Olympics are going on in Brazil uh, later this summer in July, in June, July. And so let's, let's take the Olympic theme, the tenacity of a runner. Let's see that fierce ambition that's coming from this runner and let's equate that with what's happening or what's been happening here at the company. And that's exactly what we did. So, so they've got this, you know, really slow motion uh, uh, imagery of this runner who's sweating, who's breaking the, breaking the uh, uh, practices and the, the baton of relays and, and stretching. 
and intertwined with that are all their business messaging and where they've come as a company. And it's actually a little bit tear jerking at the end because it's just like, look, we've come and we have this ambition. So it's kind of fun to tell that story. I like the athletic. I would imagine they're going to be coming back after that because, (laughs) you know, when you get, I mean, experience is is huge. Is this a user event or who's the attendee? Um, They're just, they're partners and customers and all that kind of thing. So so that's, that's huge. It's a lot of fun. I love what I do. And, you know, you mentioned, you started off mentioning um, your certification. You looked at getting certified because you wanted to do business with some big corporations. And today we have with us Georgia Power and we have uh, Vicki here with us, Vicki Irwin. And you are uh, the supplier diversity manager. That is Georgia correct. Power. Um, so can you can you tell manager. us a little bit about um, we have a lot of listeners and at the chamber, we've been pushing people to become LGBTBE certified but they don't always know why. So can you explain a little bit about uh, Georgia Supplier Diversity and Development Team and, and who the members are and how that, what, what, what is it all, how is that all made up? Great. Thank you, first of all, for the invitation to be with you today. We are really looking forward to our relationship with the AGLCC. Um, what we do in Supplier Diversity and Development is we seek out small and diverse businesses. And what we mean by diverse businesses, it can be woman-owned, it can be minority-owned, veteran, service-disabled veteran, hub zone. So we seek out small businesses that have a product or service that may be able to sell to Georgia Power. As you know, we um, sell electricity. So there's a lot that goes into that. And our relationship with the AGLCC, we want to form that relationship because we know that you have a constituency of small businesses. And that's what we're focusing on, small businesses. So we want to be able to help small businesses. At Georgia Power, we put um, a lot of emphasis on small business development and growth of small businesses as well. I work with a team of five. I have five phenomenal ladies that are professional supplier development consultants with years of experience, not only in supplier diversity, but supply chain. They know about procurement. I have someone that's even been in the automotive industry. So we have a good deal of experience in seeking out those small businesses that may have a product or service that you can sell to Georgia Power. Because at the end of the day, Georgia Power wants to satisfy our customers. Now, how long has Georgia Power had this incentive or supplier diversity in in place? Proud to say Georgia Power is the first electric utility in the nation to have a formal supplier diversity and development program. And it was started in 1978. In three years, our program will turn 40 years old. So. I'm working with my team toward developing that strategic plan of how we're going to get from 2016 to 2018. And then where are we going to go? Because the, the, the dynamics of diversity have changed. Supplier diversity, as you said, there are many small businesses. I've been fortunate to hear each of your stories today. And I'll tell you, small business is the engine that turns America. Yes. That's where the hiring is done. And I love the innovation and creativity that comes out of small business. I listened to the concierge guy. (laughs) Who would have thought about that? And 
And even in the electric utility and the energy industry, we depend on small businesses to come up with those innovative ideas. A lot of innovation comes out of small businesses. And what we like about small businesses, well, in supply chain, you bring the value to us. But you know what? You can turn a ship on a dime a lot quicker than a lot of the larger businesses. We don't have to go through levels and levels and levels <laughs> of uh, bureaucracy. So small business, we, we like it. We want to see what you have, you know, what product or service you may have that you can bring to Georgia Power to add value. Definitely. I'm sure some of our, our listeners might even be surprised at uh, the amount of money that Georgia Power uh, might spend. Uh, with smaller, diverse businesses? Yes. Um, internally, Georgia Power has a goal. Each year, each business unit within, our, within Georgia Power, each VP and level of, of each business unit is said challenged with a goal. For the company, our goal this year is to do close to 20.5% with minority and woman-owned businesses. That's just one goal. Last year, 21% of our spend at Georgia Power was with minority and female-owned businesses. And that's a a great deal. If you want to try to equate it into dollars, with woman-owned and minority businesses, we spend about a million dollars a day with those suppliers. So what's the benefit of working with a diverse group of businesses? Like, what's in it for Georgia Power? Well, first of all, let's think about what's in it for Georgia Power. It's more about what's in it for the customer and what's in it for the state of Georgia. We are very interested in being citizens wherever we serve. You will notice that in our building when you enter Georgia Power, we're citizens wherever we serve. And in the state of Georgia, we want to ensure that the communities are economically sound. And we know that small business is a very huge factor in turning that that economic engine. So Georgia Power, through our supplier diversity and development team, we not only find and seek out small suppliers that may have a product or service, but we have a development program. Georgia Power puts a lot behind developing small businesses. Now, what do I mean by development? Many times, like the concierge guy here, he's talking about developing an app. It takes time for a small business to get all of their infrastructure in place. And sometimes the know-how isn't there. So we have programs internally and we work with external advocacy groups that have programs that say, hey, you're a small business. We're going to show you how to put your infrastructure together. You need accounting. You need your technology piece. You need to know the legal side of forming a business, because let's say if the concierge guy, I'm listening to him, suppose you decide you want to franchise your business. <laughs> That's been you, a thought. You're, <laughs> you're going to need Trying to build my empire. And, and that's what we look at. We look at a small supplier, a small business and say, where are the gaps that will get you from point A, startup to the, the infancy age of your business? Mm-hmm. And if you want to be eventually a franchisor or you want a joint venture and partner, we can help mm-hmm. you understand how to get through those steps through our development programs. And it's not just for um, maybe your startup. We have special programs for those who are just starting out. We have programs maybe for a business that's two to three years old and they want to learn more about where they can take their business to the next level. 
we sponsor suppliers to go to the Dartmouth School Tuck School of Business, which is a a terrific one week program where if your business is maybe in the two to three year range and you're doing at least 300,000 in revenues and you want to grow your business, there is a school at the Dartmouth School of Tuck. Georgia Power sponsors uh, small businesses to go to that school to learn how to develop and grow. We also have internal mentoring programs because um, I've heard the word relationship several times in this room. And I want to emphasize to the small business listeners, that is key in developing and growing your business. You have to build relationships. Definitely. If you want to work with corporations, you've got to find out what the corporation does and what their needs are. And the best way to do that is to begin to build relationships with the supplier diversity team. Right. And one of the things that we're going to be looking at doing with the chamber and the and you may want to touch on this a little bit, but I know that Georgia Power has a plan for us. (laughs) (laughs) Georgia Power has a plan for the chamber. And do you want to talk a little bit about about that? Absolutely. Um, We started out. This is our first year. I want to say this is our first year and we are a gold sponsor of the AGLCC. And the way that came about, I met with one of my teammates, Crystal King, at the end of last year. And I said, this is an organization that we need to tap into because they have a group of small businesses that we need to know. We need to learn who they are. We need to understand what value they may bring to our supply chain. We need to understand what they want to do in the state of Georgia because we're looking to build communities. So we looked at the AGLCC, we made a phone call, (laughs) and we said, hey, we want to be a sponsor. Now, because we want to work with small businesses in your constituency, this year in November, we'll be hosting at the Georgia Power Corporate Headquarters a procurement spotlight where we're inviting all of your members, your small business members, to come to Georgia Power and attend. It's an evening event. We will host it. We're going to teach you about how to do business, not only with Georgia Power, but with other larger corporations. And we want this to be an educational and a fun event. So that will be, our, I believe, our first formal event that we host and sponsor for the AGLCC. Of course, we participate in all of your events and and some of us will show up. I also want to let your listeners know that. I'm with the supplier diversity team and we work through supply chain, but I have other corporate partners inside of Georgia Power. The corporate relations team, which is Henry Kelly, leads that team and he's working with us as well to support our sponsorship with the AGLCC. So from a supply chain and a corporate relations standpoint, Georgia Power has visibility there in your organization and we're looking to work with you. Yeah, the chamber has, thank you so much. The chamber has uh, definitely, we've been on a big push trying to get our members to become LGBT BE, which stands for business enterprise certified. Uh, Just like you have the women owned, the minority owned, the disabled veteran, veteran owned uh, certifications. This is also to identify uh, LGBT owned businesses, 51% or more. And if you are a member of the AGLCC, that fee for the certification has been waived. 
So it's a $400 value, which, you know, is, a you know, your membership is a lot less in most cases than, than the actual uh, fee. And one of the things we've been pushing people to get this certification, but they need to know what steps to take next. And so we're going to be partnering not only uh, with our corporate partners, but also with other chambers so that we can create synergy and networking between the different tiers of the suppliers. So for your tier one, right. your big businesses in our chamber, we may have tier two, tier threes, but they need to partner and network with tier ones. And so, Absolutely. yeah, we're going to be kicking this off. As, as Vicky mentioned, Procurement Spotlight is a new program uh, venture that we came up with and uh, we're kicking it off on May 23rd. It's going to be at Cox Communications. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Georgia Power is definitely welcome. But the event is going to be free for all our members. It's actually it's free for everyone. And we're going to be opening it up to other chambers that we're going to be inviting. Um, so it's up on our website. If you'd like to go, I have a feeling we're going to sell out. <laughs> it's free. Sell out. I don't know. You know, can you say that? <laughs> um, but it's going to be a very exciting thing. And our goal this year is to make sure is to also make connections. You know, Dillard, you were able to make a connection with uh, a, a hotel. And that was great. That came as a result of attending one of our events. You were able to possibly partner or kick something off at one of our member hotels. And that came as a result of being at one of our events. And that's what we're trying to do. We are trying to help, you know, um, grow our our members from an economic standpoint, watching them build, watching their companies grow. Uh, just I mean, it's just an exciting time, you know, to to be part of the chamber. I agree with that. Absolutely. And it's also I, I heard my partner here say uh, it's an exciting time to be in the state of Georgia. Yes, <laughs> it is definitely. I've heard about the real estate boom and um, I've heard you talk about the production, production side. You know, we all know the movie industry is a big business here in Georgia. Yes. And I've heard you talk about your your services. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is great. All of the entrepreneurs and all of the new ideas and innovation, even if it's something that Georgia Power does not purchase or procure or use, I still encourage all of the entrepreneurs to seek out, do what you feel is your passion. Go for your passion. Go for passion first and money will come. <laughs> but if you are following your passion and you have a great idea, go for it. Yes. Go for it. There are resources mm-hmm. in major corporations that can help you in Georgia Power. We have those resources in-house through supplier diversity and development. It's nice to have members of our corporate community like Georgia Power. I had a chance to meet you and your colleagues uh, from the uh, show we were doing with the Georgia Minority Suppliers Development Council. Yes. And, and it's clear that the the company is very serious, that they really want to support the minority and disadvantaged business enterprises around the, the community to help them grow and yes. have opportunities to do business with some of these large companies. They can really make a huge difference in their long-term picture when they get through that certification process, it's one of those things that, uh, as Emma was talking about, if you have a good business structure in place, you've got the corporate team put together mm-hmm. and you've been doing business, you can demonstrate that you've been doing business for a little bit. I highly encourage you to explore going through and getting the certification because literally it can mean the opportunities to do business with the government. It can uh, do business with uh, Georgia powers of the world and other large corporations and really make a big difference in your business. And so. it can change the difference between, you know, you staying, remaining a small business and moving up to being a medium sized business. That's um, right. Just by networking with other, with other suppliers. We've only got a couple minutes left. So I want to make sure everybody's sharing their website information and contact information. We'll start with you, Dan. We'll make sure everybody has a way to get with Thank you. you. Yes, uh, very simply, uh, www.dunlop, 
Productions, and that's D U N L O P P R O D U C T I O N S plural. Awesome. <laughs> and at Georgia Power, www.georgiapower.com. Invite you to visit our website. We also have some great money-saving ideas for you uh, small mm-hmm. businesses. Check We'll have out. to have you back. We'll talk more about some yes. of those things because the businesses have some support from you to help that be achieved. So yes. we'll have to talk about that. And again, if you need a personal assistant without the 24-7 commitment, just go to www.theconciergeguide.com. I also have uh, great information on my Facebook page, as well as Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Awesome. And uh, www.corbelgroup.com, C-O-R-B-E-L-G-R-O-U-P. Uh, and uh, you could that's a good place to start for your home search. There's a, a search engine there. And also, you could uh, get access to my app. Well, you can find me on Twitter at Emma Knows Money. And our website is www.fswealthmanagement.com. And I'm hosting a a social security workshop tomorrow night at 630 at my office and also this Saturday at 10 a.m. at my office. And you can RSVP for that on our website. If you're coming back and you're checking out the show by podcast, if you've not done so already in the upper left hand corner of the show page, you'll see the Apple logo there. That'll take you over to the iTunes store where the Midtown Business Radio Show podcast lives and subscribe to us. That way, each time the new episode comes out, it's right there on your device for the ride to work, the workout, walking the dog, whatever the case may be for you. And we hope you turn around and share this information with your social media networks. You never know when you might just click share and put information in the hands of somebody that you care about that really makes a difference in their personal or professional life. So we'll say thank you in advance for that. Emma, folks, Bruce Lowe, thanks for uh, stopping by again. We look forward to seeing you next month. Great, great My being pleasure. here. And yes. then, of course, Vicki Irwin, Dan Dunlop, and Diller Jones, thank you all for making time to join us in the studio. It was great getting to know you. My and pleasure. Tell your story. So all the folks out there, we really want to say thanks so much for making us a part of your day today. Look forward to seeing you same time, same place next week. We'll see you then. <laughs>